Hey, this is Jeremy Roenick, and guess what? You guys are listening to The Jim Bob Show. Hey, this is Wayne Larrabee, and you're listening to Roar on WGN. Hey, this is Jim McMahon, and you're listening to The Jim Bob Show. I had to pop a beer for this one. Hello, boy. Yeah. Hey, this is Brian Urlacher, and you're listening to The Jim Bob Show. That's awesome. Oh, that's then, it. How about one? This is Brian Urlacher. I'm not a bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's I love that one, huh? <laughs> I am one of their own. I hope they're proud of me. I'm just walking around this past week. I can't believe people coming up to me. It's, it's overwhelming and it's well appreciated. Like, this has been a, one of the coolest things I've ever experienced, quite honestly. Hey, Chris Chelios here from the Chicago Blackhawks, and this is the Jim Bob Show. 720 WGN High atop Chicago in the Skyline Studio. This is the Jim Bob Show Game Day Edition. And Jim Bob, as, as maybe some better fans are looking to, to maybe uh, be distracted a little bit for the action on the field and maybe look forward to NHL season. Lots to look forward to with our next guest. He is a three-time Stanley Cup champion, NHL Hall of Famer, beloved member of many teams. We block out the Red Wings, but uh, getting the ultimate honor from our beloved Blackhawks, the one and only Chris Chelios. 11-time All-Star, you know, 948 career points. I mean, he played until he was literally 80. I mean, Chris <laughs> Chelios is on with us, everybody. Yes. What's up, brother? Hey guys, how you doing? Let me tell you something, is that the fact that you, the announcement of your number seven being retired, and just the excitement of that with Eddie and the concert, I, I watched a video, and I gotta be honest, this is the first time I've ever seen Chris Chelios look this way. I mean, the video that I watched, you were quite humbled by this and i wanted to have you tell us how'd you feel what was the exact feeling well that's a good word humble but blindsided you know shocked surprised happy once you know i, I guess it didn't sink in until the next day when it just happened so it was it was something like i said I, I looked back and there were so many signs that what my kids did what my wife did i'm not going to say they lied to me but they you know whatever your semantics and you know even eddie right up to the day before acted like he didn't even know who Rocky was when I asked him if he'd do a tribute to him. So like I said, it, it, everything was great there for me to see it, but I didn't. And, you know, even when I was on there and Eddie started speaking, I saw the video of myself. I thought Eddie was just kind of, because our friendship was just, you know, doing a tribute to me after Rocky, which wouldn't have been right. And the fact that Tuesday night when I was on the stage with my evil Knievel outfit, that Eddie tried, he tries to embarrass me all the time. As I was leaving, the drummer said to me, hey, great job. Get the F off the stage. And he, you know, <laughs> he, you know he scared me. I, and I know, you know, I know they don't like doing stuff like that, the band. And, and, you know, because of our friendship, and I've known those guys since 95, when I got on the stage Thursday, and, and once the tribute to Rocky was over, I, all I was thinking was, was what Matt, the drummer, said to me. And I just wanted off of that stage. So I wasn't even listening to Eddie at that point until he started whispering to me, you know, hey, pay attention to the screen. Don't stay here. And so, yeah, it, it was crazy. No, quite you, you, so, I watched the video after it was announced because, you know, we obviously we had a bunch of friends there. I couldn't go because uh, my knee replacement, but everybody was there and they were texting me. And, and I got a great video 
of Eddie doing the announcement and I watched it and then I started looking up and there was a couple on Twitter and, and I go, holy crap. I go, I think Chris is going to cry. And I mean, you gave Eddie a, a really heartfelt hug. I know you guys have been good buddies and so forth and Eddie's been great, but you really were. I mean, I, they, that whole plan came together and you were taken back by the moment. I know that. Yeah. And like I said, I, I've never. I, I thought about it. I'm not going to lie to you. I've thought about if that day would ever come, but I quite honestly, you know, never thought it would be a reality because I really felt like I didn't play in one place very long. That That's the bottom line. So, you know, and it, it, it taken so long. So it, it was out of really out of my sight, out of mind. So again, it, like I, <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever had them, you know, that announcement through a rock band, especially when they're your best <laughs> friends. So yeah. I mean, I hope it's the first for them. I mean, I've, I've been meaning to ask Eddie if he's ever done anything like that with an athlete. I, I don't think I he don't has. think he has, That's, buddy. That was one of a kind. That and that was one of the things I was going to ask you because it's happened so naturally over the years. All those different places, all those different relationships. You know, what is a sports honor? You know, kind of you transcend sports to Chicago to community to a lot of these national people and friends and things like that. Have you ever given that thought? I, you know, obviously you know you hang out with a lot of really you've got an eclectic group of friends for sure but just the way that you have become such a part of not only the people of chicago the community whether it's you know with the the cubs or with pearl jam and and just all these events that you're just such a big part of it that that it makes perfect sense for you to do it at a pearl jam concert yeah 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 i mean and the the doors have all opened playing hockey by longevity and you know running into guys like michael jordan and you know, Dennis Robbins actually the reason how I met Eddie uh, in 95 or 96. That, you know, we just were following Rodman around town that first year he was there. And they, they Eddie and him happened to be hanging together and we were there. So, and then, like you said, to become you know, really good friends with Wayne Gretzky and then guys that you've obviously admired throughout your life. So, you know, for a kid from where I grew up, it, it, it's something that should have probably never happened, ending up playing hockey. But, uh, boy, it's been a heck of a run. And, you know, I still wonder, like, I got to know Dick Buckus about 20 years ago. He was actually my childhood hero, you know, more than Bobby Hall or any other athlete. And I'm tickled that we're the only two Chicagoans that have ever had their numbers retired in their hometown. And I still haven't, you know, has found the answer to that one yet. But I got to think we might be the only two, you know, Chicagoans that have had their numbers retired as a Chicago athlete. Yeah, that's that's a good one, too. Hometown kids is it. You know, we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up, you know, Rockies wishes for you and in, in this retirement and i wanted you to take a moment and talk about your relationship with rocky and boy it was a sad uh sad day this year when we had to deal with with uh, rocky's walking on and passing on here and so forth we want to talk about that and your your relationship with them yeah terrible so sudden and unexpected and all those things you, you wish you could have said to him but we did have such a great relationship and i actually had an unbelievable relationship with his father bill works who was here during my you know playing days in the Hawks for the '90s, so you know you, you ask anybody about anyone who's met him, you know, or come across him, whether it be business, you know, or just sitting at a local restaurant, uh, he always took time for everybody. He had that you know, unmistakable smile, always positive, and when he needed to be tough, obviously he was tough. But he could you know he could run a business just like he did the beverage company, the you know the spirits company, and then obviously what he did with the Blackhawks. From the minute he took over, putting the team on TV, uh, just becoming a fan favorite. And I can't remember any other owner, you know, every time he was put on the big screen, getting his name chanted. So 
there, there's, there was something special about Rocky. And I wish now, unselfishly, I wish that had you know done it. They had you know announced this retirement of the number while Rocky was alive. But you know who knew this was going to happen. So, but I owe everything you know that I have to the Works family, and then you know this upcoming honor. And it's, 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 it really is hard to believe. And it, when it comes a couple of days, it gets closer. It's going to be, you know, unreal. Well, you're the you're the ninth player to have a, you know number retired and 26 NHL seasons. It's to me, it's uh, certainly deserved. I mean, you might have some company in the rafters though with number seven is that you know Brent Seabrook you know he bore seven and he had three Stanley Cup champions you know might have double seven up there in the future just <laughs> I don't know how they would well, do that <laughs> that's fine I don't either he you know the, he was one of the first guys that called me we had a great conversation for an hour and it doesn't matter how they do it one thing we both said was the coolest thing is no one's gonna ever wear that number again and yeah what he accomplished with the you know with the Blackhawks the three cups you know, he did a lot more, obviously, from a team standpoint than I did with the Blackhawks. And, and I know Rocky loved him, too. They had a great relationship. So I, I couldn't be happier that a guy like him took over that number, quite honestly. That's a, well, and uh, he's a great guy. That was a good tribute to you. Is it? You know, looking back at, at your time with the Blackhawks, people ask me all the time, go, how'd you meet Chili? I said, go, well, I was retiring, okay? Forced retirement. <laughs> they ask you to go, hey, don't get on the field anymore. But Chris was becoming a star, you know, from 1990 to, like, 99. Um, looking back on, on your time with the Blackhawks, is that are there some specific memories or moments to just stand out just particularly to you that are were really special to you in, in your time there well for sure the 91 all-star game during the gulf war pretty emotional time and that old stadium you know it couldn't have been a better venue to to have that energy that they had and everybody pulling together in the u.s so that was one thing and being you know making the all-star team that year playing with ronick and Eddie Belfour and Tony Amante. So that was a pretty special night for me. And then, you know, getting to the finals against Pittsburgh, it was a disaster. You know, what happened, getting swept. But I look back, you know, we still, we're, you know, we got to the dance and, you know, didn't finish it. But, uh, you know, that was a special time. And then, of course, you know, being able to reunite with Bobby Hall and Sam Makita and, and those guys, they were always around and, you know, like childhood heroes. So it was a dream come true to, to be able to come back and then play, you know, for your hometown. And I think the best for me was, you know, seeing my friends that I played with, you know, in the stadium, watching me play in the 90s and coaches would show up and, you know, family members. So that that part was special that they all felt like they had a part of it, which they did. And, uh, you know, it was just as rewarding for them as it was for me, you know, that I'd made the, the Blackhawks and, and came back and played there. The relationship with the fans has been something that has been extraordinary. You mentioned it. That was a beloved team that you had with, with Ronick and Belfort. Everybody lived and died with that team. But you look at some of these Blackhawks teams in recent history, you know, Stanley Cups and all that. I would put you guys, I would put you, and of course the fans do too from that beloved standpoint, right up there. Why do you think that is, Chris? Do you think it is because of the Chicago background or just because you've resonated with the fans? But you're every bit as popular as some of those players that have that have done maybe more right with the Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I think Mike Keenan and Daryl Sutter had a lot to do with that. They knew Chicago. They knew what type of team to build. We were a very aggressive, you know, tough team, and that's kind of like the Chicago thing, right? The Bears D, and you know, they just love that type of play. So they built that, and the fact that we're the last group of guys, you know, that '90s to to play in that old stadium, it was just 
you could ask other players in the league. They hated coming there and playing. They, you know, they knew we were in for war, and you know that's. I think that's a big part of it. So, and the fans would get there early to see if they're going to be fighting warmups. It was. It was a, a crazy time. So, you know, they, you know that, that's actually true. <laughs> they, you know, we went to a lot of games in the old old stadium, man. That was some fun times, buddy. That that crew that would go to those games, they would get there. That place would be jam packed. I mean, it, it was twenty one thousand on. Hey, you know, your jersey retirement ceremony will take place with the Blackhawks face the Detroit. Red Wings, okay? So there's some significance there for you personally, and I'm just curious as to, you know, you said for a long time there's no way you're ever going to play for the Detroit Red Wings, and then you end up going there and winning two Stanley Cups. I mean, you were pretty vehement about it back in the day, but tell me, how are those emotions going to hit you? Because that's got to bring back just a flood of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I spent 20 years in Detroit, 10 as a player and 10 in management. And, you know, had it been for that trade, quite honestly, I don't think I'd be getting my jersey retired. I'd have been done, you know, at the age of 38, 39. Things weren't going great in Chicago. And I did, I got a second life by going to Detroit. And then the Illich family, Mr. Illich, Mrs. Illich, and now Chris has taken over the team, the Suns. They were just as great to me as the Wurtz family. And I owe them just as much as I do the Wurtz family for what they did for me and my family over the course of that 30 years that I was with them. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad it's them. I could honestly say the first time when they honored me, the Blackhawks, Detroit was in town and I got booed the minute I grabbed the mic to make my speech. And they didn't stop booing for two minutes until finally I had to stop my speech. Um, so, yeah, and I hope it's going to be a little different. But that rivalry between Detroit and Chicago is kind of, since both teams have kind of been out of the playoffs for a few years and stuff, but not quite as bad. The, no. You know, the Wings got their cups. The Hawks have gotten their three Stanley Cups. So I'm hoping whether it's the Detroit fans or the Chicago fans who are going to be riled up to just kind of enjoy the night and, you know, treat me as one of their own. Well, the, the rivalry isn't for the Cups anymore. It's sort of like, who gets Chris Chelios, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, because there are, and you know this, and you've done events with El Bandito Yankee and obviously been back and forth. There's a huge fan base that absolutely loves you there, claims you for their own in, in Detroit. So it's going to be interesting. You wonder why they chose that. It's kind of to well, stick it to them. Well, like, I know why they <laughs> chose ours. it, exactly. But hopefully it won't be too many. <laughs> if there's any booing, yeah. if there's any booing, let's keep it to 36 seconds or something like that. But you know, as as far as the, you know, your jersey retirement, what's the future plans with you and the the Blackhawks and or the NHL for that matter? What's what's in store for you? I've done the telecasting with ESPN the last couple of years. That was fun and unexpected. Uh, getting hired there, and now you know, still the ambassador role with the Blackhawks. I hope that you know I can continue to do that till. You know, till I die in one of those suites. I don't know. Like, I, I love the job. I love being around the game. My daughter's working for the Blackhawks now doing broadcasting, and I get to see her every game. You know, I've always looked at myself as a Blackhawk, and when I wasn't playing here, I was still a fan of the Blackhawks. So hopefully this is it, and this will be my last stop, and maybe I'll do some more TV in the future at some point. But the guy. If the Blackhawks will have me, I, I want to do this job for as long as I can do it. And that's good stuff. Is you think so? Is Eddie coming in for the the ceremony? Because I I think that would be cool. That's just so cool. And and I got I've never heard that Rodman hooked you up with with Eddie. And you, I, I got to hear that story. And that's probably something that we do off the air. But, yeah, but, well, but is, late night. Yeah. yeah, is Eddie going to come in for the ceremony? 
Well, I'm treating this like a, a wedding. It's like a save. I'm going to start sending these save the date things out, which I've never had to do before in my life. But I guess this is my, this is going to be my baby. So with the help of the Blackhawks and Mary Beth, who's run my charity events for the past 25 years, we're going to have a lot of people come and I hope Eddie's going to be first one. And I'm going to pop the question if he's going to perform for me the night before or at some point. Maybe he'll hear this interview and he'll call me and agree to do it. But looking forward to, to, to inviting these guys. And I'm going to do it early because a lot of them are, you know, they're big shots. So we got they got their schedules. I'm going to make sure they get on it quick. Well, yeah. I know, too, that we'll have it for that game. We've already got it reserved, the WGN El Bandito Yankees suite. So we'll have that, and hopefully you'll be able to stop down and celebrate with us down there. And, of course, with not only the entire United Center, but the, the city of Chicago on that day. Yeah, you've had a, unbelievable accomplishments. I mean, you know, I just go back and, and people ask, you know, about about you and I go, oh my God, I mean, it's too much to mention. I mean, but, but you, I can't remember when you didn't make an all-star team in the 90s, to be honest, except maybe 95, but your career was great and so forth. But, you know, when we look back on this, there's just so many accomplishments and things of that nature. So what, what message would you say? Because there, there's going to be a ton of people at that ceremony. Yeah, I mean, I've always thought that I was the kind of athlete or guy that was really approachable treated people with respect and you know the same way I treated my teammates and that's how I've treated the fans you know I love being around them that's part of the reason why I opened up those bars and restaurants is you know I could go there afterwards and talk to the people and the fans that were at the games and, and enjoy a beer with them so you know at the end of the day I mean you know, you've known me a few years now Jim Bob I, like I said I I just love everything about life my dad was a, the same passionate guy you know big social guy so I guess that's my thing maybe it's a Greek thing but uh to the fans, I can't thank them enough for the support, especially the Chicago fans who took me back, you know, after that trade to Detroit, because they didn't have to, but, you know, I'm back in the family, and, you know, it feels good, because for a while there, I was a little worried when I went to Detroit that I'd never, you know, be able to come back here, but it all worked out, well, so. You're back, and you're you're shining, buddy. Hey, so, turn our attention. You're a huge fan, uh, you know, you you go to the White Sox games, you go to the Cubs, you go to the Bulls, you go to the Bears. We're in Bears season right now, and I know, you know, I, I had the bragging rights last week with the Pack. Me and Danny had the bragging rights. Uh, by the way, we still got to get with Danny and get to a game up, the, up at Lambeau, but, uh, so, you know, the Bears struggled, and I know you're, you're a big Bears fan, and you're Chicago native and Chicago kid grew up around that, but boy, I tell you what, the the Bears to me they looked about as discombobulated as they were last year, and they only won three games last year. And I actually thought there was promise for the Bears that they would improve and get a little better. I know it's just one game and it's early, but they're going up against Tampa Bay this weekend. Tampa Bay uh, blitzes more than anybody in the NFL. What's your thoughts on the Bears game coming up? And I'll be I'll be surprised if Justin Fields doesn't get somewhat hurt by this blitzing Buccaneers team. What's your thoughts on the season for them this year? Well, you know more about football than I do, but after watching, we'll start with Justin Fields. I mean, a quarterback's everything, right? And he controls, you know, how much time they're on the field, how much time they're not. And I thought the Bears for the first half looked good, like their defense hung in there. But, you know, without getting first downs and giving the defense a rest, it was the same old story last year that then, you know, third and fourth quarter, they wear down the defense, and, and you saw what happens. Love took over that game. but And you're right. He, he's not a pocket quarterback, that's for sure. I think the speed, you know, this is his third year now, and he hasn't adjusted to the speed, you know, from what I've seen. He hardly played at any exhibition, which I don't understand because he's not that good that he could just step into the opening game and, and be at that speed. So 
for me, he just doesn't see the game quick enough, and I hope I'm wrong, but you're right. If he starts running all over the field, you've seen over the past two years, he gets beat up and banged up, and that's not going to work, and it doesn't equate to winning games either. That's, that's you know, the bottom line. You know so. what? You hit on something. We had a couple of guests on earlier. You know, We had Erlacher on last week, and then we had uh, Bill Moss came on, and we were talking about the speed of the game and, and about the fact that you can't really emulate it in practice, and if you're not playing in the preseason games, and, and I kind of wanted to ask that question. How does that relate to in, in hockey in the fact that when you went from Wisconsin in and you went into to the next level of hockey and then when you got to Montreal the Canadians how much was that speed of whether it was just a practice because I, I thought I thought the practices in the NFL were fast and when you got into a game it was lightning fast so how was the transition in hockey I'll tell you what, I got lucky because it, when I was on the Olympic team in 83 we played about 10 ex- exhibition games against NHL players or NHL teams, and uh, it was a great experience. But, yeah, the speed was the biggest difference. But that was early in the season for the Olympics. By the time we got ready for Olympics in you know January of 84, we had played so much hockey over in Europe and played so much competitive hockey on the big ice that everybody on our team's skating improved. And you couldn't. If you, if you didn't, you couldn't keep up. So we trained differently, and the pace of competition was you know much better than – the minor leagues or college so i was lucky in that so I, the speed was never a problem for me and i was always but like you're saying it's a different speed there's you know practice speed there's game speed I, for the life of me rogers i don't understand why he didn't play more you know in exhibition either i know he had that cap problem and that ultimately was probably the issue but at his age i would have loved to get some more you know playing time before the season the first set of downs two three downs you could you could tell he wasn't moving right and then you know, just a fluke. It's sad. It's a shame what happened to Rodgers. Yeah, you know, that. we were talking about that, and and I felt that that injury just it didn't just deflate the Jets. I think it deflated NFL fans around the the country. I think that it was one of those type of letdowns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then for the Jets, you know, that was a big buzzkill. Then for the Jets to come ultimately win that game, Allen had an off game, obviously, but like I said, that's that's. You know, I don't think he's going to go out like that. I hope he you know, gets ready this you know this year and comes back next year. Well, we sent him the El Bandito Yankee team sent Aaron. You're paying for part of that. A get well, kid. <laughs> we sent him a get well, kid. We sent him. I sent him some swag bottles yesterday and some jerseys and and uh, stuff like that. And and so we sent him a note and said, I said, hey man, you know we've been through injuries, we've done the rehab, and you know, and I I said we had 20 injuries and and uh, so you can do it. I'll see you back on the fourth game of the 24 season. I think he's going to come back. I really do. Yeah, I don't know how much this kill is going to help his Achilles, but it's going to help his brain, that's for sure. <laughs> well, the, the speed of the game you know, on the NFL is one thing. The NHL, to be in the game, to play, and then 26 years to be at that level in the Hall of Fame and the jersey retired. The, the banner is going to say number seven. It's going to say Chelios, but i got to tell you, the city feels like we all won, right? And we're all going to be so excited not only to celebrate from now till the 25th, but certainly on that day with you, Chris. Yeah, and that's what I'm kind of hoping too. Like they they should because I am one of their own. I'm, I'm I hope they're proud of me. I, you know, just walking around this past week, I can't believe people coming up to me. It's it's overwhelming and it's you know well appreciated. Trust me. I just the way they're treating, they walk around with my family and, and me, and they've always treated me well. But to see the sincerity in their faces when they're congratulating me, like this has been a 
One of the coolest things I've ever experienced, quite honestly. Yeah, yeah. Well, buddy, hey, while you're basking in the sun and, and having some bandito, but we'll catch up with you in a few days, my friend. And then uh, just the best to you, my friend. And, and congratulations. Great honor. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Appreciate it. We'll have links up at the stations all around the country. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, thank you. And again, to the Chicago fans, thank you. I, I, I appreciate every moment of this. All right? It's unreal. Yeah.